Welcome to the Thriving in the Kingdom podcast with me, Vincent Kodongo. This is a place where you learn about uh, how to operate in the kingdom of heaven with optimal fruitfulness through the application of its principles. We have been speaking about the path of uh, purpose and last week we discussed uh, the third stage which we are still on today and that is uh, the progressive revelation of God's purpose for your life. Uh, today we continue with the same with the emphasis on how God reveals his purpose for your life. Last week, remember, we defined what purpose is and uh, we gave uh, six reasons why it is important to discover your purpose and to pursue it. So today we, we are speaking about how God reveals your purpose. And uh, we're going to start this from scripture. Uh, in First Corinthians chapter from verse 9 the Bible says this he says however it is written no eye has seen no ear has heard no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him but God has revealed it to to us by his spirit the spirit searches all things even the deep things of God for who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him in the same way no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. So <clears throat> the scriptures is saying that there is some information that God has about those who he loves, that is what he has prepared and it's saying that no eye has seen, no ears has heard. Even the forces of darkness do not know. Uh, even the wisest of people on earth do not know on their own. But it says that God has revealed it to us by his spirit and it speaks about the spirit such as deep things. The spirit is the only one who knows. The Holy Spirit is the only one who knows the mind of God. So he searches uh, the deep things of God. And one of the, the things, uh, the deep things of God uh, that the Holy Spirit can reveal to us uh, is uh, our purpose, the purpose for our life the things that God has given us freely, among other things that uh, the Spirit reveals. So there is some secret information about you that you may that people don't know, that the kingdom of darkness don't know, unless God reveals to them. And God never ever reveals to anyone, including prophets, everything about a particular person. So <clears throat> with that basis, you, you should know that only God has the full understanding of his purpose for your life. <clears throat> Everyone else knows in it in part. Therefore, to understand your purpose, you have to ask God to reveal it to you by his spirit, the Holy Spirit. Remember we said, from, we saw from the scripture that the Holy Spirit searches the, the deep things of God. He is the only one who knows the mind of God and the Holy Spirit dwells in us. So he's able to reveal to us progressively what God is thinking about our life and our destiny because God already knows it. God knows everything. <clears throat> That's the, it's speaking about the Father knows everything. Uh, so God the Spirit reveals it to us. So it is important to know that purpose is neither a position you occupy nor a career you pursue. <clears throat> it is not about an office or a position, a title. 
it is an assignment that does not necessarily fit within the boxes and pigeonholes set for us by our education system, our profession, governmental bodies, and even the religious system. Even the church can mislead you on what your purpose is depending on their understanding of the word of God and their broad, if they have, their mindset is not uh, broad, the people, the leader's mindset is not broad and exposed, the person can mislead you on what their purpose is because they are only speaking based on their theological exposure and persuasion and some a lot of the theological uh, uh, discussions that are, uh, let me say, theological knowledge and information that people uh, dis they are discuss and that people are taught and trained on is based on historical information. So as the world changes and the settings are modified in terms of the context in which you operate, some of those things are not accurate. The principles that are based on scripture are accurate, but theology itself may not be wholly accurate because sometimes theology is the study of other people's opinions about the Bible. It's not just about the study of God. It's other people's opinions and the writings and the scholars and the limitations of an academic and scholarly system of dealing with information. So uh, beyond that limitation, there is the Holy Spirit who knows all things. He knows the deep things of God. He's not limited by the research that has been done, by the <coughs> history and the, the, the rules of precedent and things that have been there before because God continues to unveil new things and deeper things and things that people have not yet understood. So don't be limited by by the the boxes and the pigeonholes that society has been set. So otherwise, if you accept these prescriptions of what you should become, you are likely to be limited in the perspective of God's agenda for your life. Some people may be well-meaning and they may even use uh, statements like, we have been around for long. Or they may even, uh, if you ask them, they may send you materials about uh, some people who took a path like yours, uh, like, that seems like yours. But the thing is that that may be only part, it may be an incomplete perspective. Remember when you were speaking about beliefs earlier in this podcast, uh, from episode 2 to 4, uh, when I said that in episode 2 that uh, a belief is something that you have decided is the truth. So it could be a false, it could be true, it could be a lie, or it, uh, it could be distorted, or it could be an incomplete perspective. So even theologians can have an incomplete perspective. Even your pastor can have an incomplete perspective, depending on the exposure. So even the, your teacher, your, your lecturer can have an, a limited exposure. Even your parents can have a limited exposure. Remember when you were young, parents only wanted us to, be, to, to, to join certain professions because of their exposure and their limitations. But in the modern world, we have people who have taken paths that people never imagined could amount to, uh, career paths or paths of uh, assignments uh, uh, for those who, regard, who have uh, understood it as their purpose. So don't accept the prescriptions that have been made by society. Otherwise, you'll be limited in perspective. And an example of this is, uh, <coughs> is Joseph. Suppose Joseph was in our context today. Uh, you see, the life of Joseph is described from Genesis 37 onwards. Uh, <coughs> it speaks about uh, the, the thing of Joseph having dreams about his future prophetically, uh, prophetic revelations. Uh, and, he also, and later on, you find that Joseph could also interpret dreams 
uh, of other, he could interpret the dreams of the prisoners and eventually interpreted Pharaoh's dream which opened the door to become, for him to become second in command in Egypt uh, in addition to his capacity to understand what needed to be done in accordance with that prophetic revelation. The thing is that uh, in today's world, uh, if Joseph was being raised within the context of a religious uh, extreme charismatic context, you may find that many people will begin to point and say, Joseph, you are a prophet. Joseph, you are a prophet. You need to be a prophet to the nation. God is calling you to be a prophet to the nations. Eh? You see, and even somebody, even if they had a vision and they saw that him prophesying before a king, they say, you are going to prophesy before kings. You see, that may be, a, that's an incomplete perspective. The vision may even be correct, but because of the limitations of the prophet, the prophet may not understand that that will be an opportunity where Joseph will appear to get a gateway to his assignment. So you see, Joseph did not end up as a, a prophet like other prophets in the Bible. He ended up, even though he had the prophetic dimension of, uh, of uh, uh, his mandate as a representative, as a, uh, the priestly mandate, you know, uh, in, in a broad sense, if you call it, because a priest is just a representative of uh, men before God, uh, see, and also God before men in, a, in, certain, in an extended sense. You know? So the thing is, uh, he was not limited in that sense. He, God was preparing him to become a government leader, to become a person who will be positioned strategically in a foreign government to influence the nations, to fulfill God's purpose, to save many lives. Yeah? So in the face, in the modern world, he would have faced peer pressure by some religious people by people, Christians with limited perspectives who would be telling him, you, you are going to become a prophet, you are going to prophesy to kings, you are going to interpret, you know, and they may push him to do that. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> so, so, so sometimes the, the environments that we are in, uh, and the social environment here includes your parents, your education uh, system, the, that's the lecturers, the teachers that you have, and even the, the, the siblings, and uh, your friends and the kind of country you come from, you know, maybe you're from a third world country or a first world or a second world, whichever country you come from uh, may define what you conclude should be a purpose. You may even take a, a path that is defined, categorized as a course or a career and decide that this is what is going to, this is your assignment. But this, this is, these careers and these courses that have, if you, you study them, in fact, you find that they have they have metamorphosized over time. They have changed. They are not the same as what they used to be. And some other new careers have come up. You see that these ones are being created by men. Men have collected certain bodies of knowledge and wisdom and categorized them as professions. Like, we remember, we never had social media managers. You see, we never had digital strategies. These are things that have emerged. So, if somebody was telling you what your purpose is in the 70s, they would not have thought of something like this. See? So, so therefore, don't limit yourself by what the world says and what the systems tell you. You have to open up yourself to be led by the Spirit of God uh, and not allow yourself to be uh, embraced in complete or pa distorted perspective or completely false perspectives eh? or preparatory, take preparatory dimensions of your journey to be your purpose. So your purpose is unveiled in seed form. This is a partial disclosure of God's agenda for your life. God does not tell you everything. God gives you information on a need to know basis. And this is maybe because if God gave you everything, you might become proud. 
or sometimes if he also reveals you the process you need to go through to get there, you might back out, back out from your purpose. So you may not like it. But because God also has to take you through the process of changing to become what you need to become, to develop the capacity, the character, the worldview, the fruitfulness that will ensure that you fulfill your purpose. So sometimes when God shows it to you, you may not want it. You may not want to take it up. Like you see Moses, you see Gideon, uh, uh, hesitating when God was calling them to the to their for their assignment see so uh, uh, a minister called Bridget Hilliard Bridget Hilliard Bridget Hilliard is the wife of a, a well-known minister in the US called uh, Ivy Hilliard Bishop Ivy Hilliard Apostle Ivy Hilliard uh, so Bridget highly uh, Bridget Hilliard said this she said a dream is like a seed a seed does not look anything like what it will become so when god gives you your purpose in seed form it does not show you everything so that you so you are in seed form now so what you are going to become no one really knows except god in a full in terms of the full revelation people may have perspective even prophets prophets may have perspective and if they're not directed by god they may add to the word of god by giving it what they what may appear as word of wisdom about what you should do and there are words that are directive you know that they are instructive that it is not what god is telling you to do i know that because i operate in the prophetic so i understand that we prophesy in part okay so the unveiling of your purpose in seed form can be through uh, various ways and i'll give you uh, four of them uh, there are four, four four ways the first way in which God reveals your purpose uh, in seed form is by prophetic revelation. Prophetic. What is prophecy? Prophecy is speaking the mind and counsel of God. That is come from the words prophetia or prophesia, whatever way you want to pronounce it, uh, which is a Greek word, speaking the mind and counsel of God. Uh, and... Uh, if you go back to the New Testament, the word that is used to, to, for the Old Testament, the word that is used for prophet, a prophet is a spokesperson. It's Nabi, N-A-B-I-Y. It's a spokesperson for God. So it's somebody who hears from God and speaks by revelation. So the reason why a prophet is called a seer is, 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 is because they, they discern, it's, it's because of the way they get the information. Because the information can come by word of knowledge, by discernment, by a dream, by a vision that the Holy Spirit gives and then explains to the person. So a prof- So, when you're speaking about prophetic revelation, you're speaking about uh, picking from the mind of God and then speaking it, revealing. So, so it's that process of revealing and communicating. It's communicating the mind of God. So by prophetic revelation, God can speak to you directly without going through another person. He can give you a direct revelation about your purpose. Uh, or through a third party and confirm it to, to you by spirit. In the New Testament, you have the Holy Spirit. So you don't need, you're not supposed to rely just on other third parties. If somebody prophesies anything about you, you need to go to the Holy Spirit and test that word. And uh, look at the written word of God first and then also test it from the Holy Spirit by and the Spirit of God will clarify if it is him who has said that, like he did for uh, Jere, uh, in the case of Jeremiah, when there was a, prof, a false prophet called Ananiah in Jeremiah chapter 28, who prophesied a lie, and then the Holy Spirit revealed to Jeremiah that that was a lie. And Jeremiah confronted the prophet. So the Holy Spirit can reveal to you 
the can, can, whether the, the prophecy is true or not. And sometimes the God may have been speaking to you and this just, the prophecy is a confirmation. So examples in which uh, God revealed purpose by prophetic revelation in the Bible are like, for example, Joseph. Uh, this is now for, for we start with the di- people who are experienced direct revel- re- revelation uh, to them, not through a third party. Joseph. Joseph received two dreams about, about his future in Genesis chapter 37, 5 to 11. The dreams that made his his his, uh, his uh, uh, brothers jealous, but the father kept it to heart. Prophecies about what he was going to become. It was in seed form. It did not. It, the dreams did not show exactly what it was going to, but it shows that he was going to be great, and his brothers were going to look upon, and even his mother and father are going to bow before him. You know, so he so it was part. It was part in part. Then we we come to Moses. Eh? Moses eh? in Exodus chapter three. God appears to him after being in the wilderness for 40 years. Huh? And uh, remember Moses before that was serving as a prince in Egypt. And somebody can, can conclude in your preparatory stage, like I said before, that that is your purpose. So somebody have concluded that Moses was supposed to be serving there, but God had another purpose for him. And so after being 40 years in the wilderness, God comes and speaks to him through the burning bush and tells him that... Uh, uh, he's sending him to become a deliverer of Israel, to take Israel from Egypt to Canaan land. Then we also have Gideon, where he was, uh, uh, <clears throat> in, he was in a threshing floor. And then what happened is that wherever, the place where he was in Judges chapter 6, an angel of the Lord appeared uh, to him and called him, you mighty man of valor. So when God is speaking to you, he's speaking at, by what he's seeing, not what you're thinking of yourself. He's thinking about what he, what he sees about you. So Gideon, so in the in the book of Judges chapter six, Gideon uh, gets to a point of uh, understanding, uh, uh, in part, that God is calling him to be a deliverer for Israel, and God, in fact, even the angel comes and speaks and says, "The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor." Then you also have Apostle Paul in Acts chapter nine. The Holy, the Jesus appears to him in a vision, and uh, and. Uh, and stops him as he's persecuting the Christians, and then he tells him what he needs to do. That is, that that he he, he the, that he needs to go to the city, and then he will be told what to do. And then he sends Ananias to him to pray for him to receive back his sight because he had been blinded by the light that appeared, and to and and, and to be filled with the Spirit. And God tells Ananias that he's his chosen instruments to be to the uh, to take the gospel to the Gentiles. And Paul says the same thing when he's testifying to a king in. Uh, Acts chapter 26, that it was by revelation that he got the call. It was a heavenly vision. So it's a direct revelation. Jeremiah also, in Jeremiah chapter 1, Jeremiah got a vision uh, from the point of uh, uh, God appearing him. And God tells him that uh, before you were born, I knew you. While you are still in your mother's womb, I ordained you to be a prophet. So these are five people who received uh, their uh, understanding of their purpose in seed form by direct revelation prophetically. <clears throat> then the people who received uh, uh, through third parties, prophetic revelation through third parties of their purpose uh, was John the Baptist uh, that uh, God came and spoke uh, through his angel uh, in Luke chapter 1 verse 5 to 20 he spoke to Zechariah the, the father of uh, Joseph, who later became the father of Joseph uh, uh, of, of John this is not Joseph, it's John the Baptist uh, so, so God uh, sent an angel to reveal prophetically that uh, even though Elizabeth had been barren, that they were going to have a child. 
and that this was going to be going to prepare prepare the way for the Lord. That's Jesus Christ. And then uh, uh, we also have King Saul. Uh, King Saul had no idea uh, about what was going to be the future for him, the great future for him. But God sent Samuel. God is the one who chose Saul, and then spoke to Samuel about him. And uh, in First Samuel chapter nine and chapter ten, we see the process of how Saul became, was anointed to be king. Then we come to King David. Uh, uh, King David was another person who also received a prophetic word from uh, a, 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 a revelation of his purpose prophetically from Samuel. God sent Samuel to the house of Jesse in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and uh, told him to go to the house of Jesse. I've appointed one of his sons to be, ki- to be king. So he looked through the several sons who had been presented. Then they were, David was not there, but then David was called and it was appointed as a prophet. Then we also have Elisha. Elisha was another person who was also... Uh, was also uh, did not know because he was serving us in what we'd call farming, but uh, God spoke to Elijah in First Kings chapter nineteen, verse fifteen to seventeen. He told him how to anoint two kings as a, and then uh, to be the successors, uh, to be the next kings, and then he also told him to appoint Elisha as his successor. So it was not by accident. It's, a, it's God who, by Spirit, spoke to Elijah to to anoint Elisha to be his successor. So it was prophetic revelation. And then there's Samson. Samson also in Judges chapter 13, God spoke to his parents and revealed to them that uh, that their son was going to be a deliverer, a judge in Israel, to deliver Israel from the Philistines. Huh? And he was going to be a Nazarite. And they were going to, they were, the way they are going to raise him. And we saw this earlier on in this series on the path of purpose when you're speaking about formation. So you see all these people received, this, uh, this second category of people received a prophetic word from third parties uh, is about so the so so the thing is that uh is that uh, god can use prophecy uh, uh as a, a way in which he reveals your purpose in seed form in seed form okay so <clears throat> so therefore uh, it's important to know this that prophets prophesy in part first corinthians chapter 13 verse 9 the bible says uh, uh, we know in part and prophesy in part so prophets don't know everything they only know the part that god has revealed to them they don't know everything else they can uh, include their thoughts or uh, uh, in terms of what they think should be done or they can advise you from scripture but they don't know everything so always remember that uh, don't be deceived so god had for example god had shown had told samuel to go to uh, anoint one of Jesse's sons to be the to be the successor of Saul but he did not tell him which one and Samuel thought it was Eliab and he went through all the sons who were there and he never found until God uh, until they called now David from the field and then when he came is when the Holy Spirit told Samuel anoint him is the one so the prophet only knows what God has told uh, God what God has spoken to them so God uh, <clears throat> the thing is that God gives you when God, whether God is speaking to you uh, through a prophet or directly, God gives you information on a need-to-know basis. He wants you to walk by faith. So why does God use prophecy? It's because God, uh, I, I think these are some of the reasons I think why God uses prophecy for revelation of purpose. Huh? First is that there will be no way of discerning uh, of discerning your purpose huh? in your presence uh, social environment. Huh? Uh, because it's foreign to that environment. 
for example, when God comes into the life of Saul, who is uh, taking care of his father's donkey, there is nothing that can show possibly that he can become king. Or when he only speak about uh, David, when he's taking care of sheep, nothing shows possibly that he could ever become a king. <clears throat> or when, he, when Moses is taking care of uh, sheep in the wilderness, nothing possibly could say that he would become a deliverer of Israel, of, of, uh, Israel uh, from Egypt. Because even he was asking, who am I? to go to Pharaoh and, and tell him to release people. Gideon also was thinking he was the least of the least. Yeah. Or he was the least he was the least his clan was the smallest uh, clan and then he was the least in the clan. So it so without the prophetic revelation it couldn't have he couldn't have been picked. And then there's Apostle Paul who was persecuting the church, you know, and God intervenes and calls him. So prof, the prophetic dimension uh, of revelation of purpose uh, I think that um, these are my reasons. I think like the reason why God uses the prophetic dimension is that in this kind of cases, most of the time, to reveal purpose, uh, is that the the present state of the person that that let me say the state at the time when the prophetic word is released uh, is usually a state in which uh, a state which is uh, com- diametrically opposed uh, or, or, or completely foreign to the possibilities contained in the prophetic word. Okay? The second reason is this, is that the prophetic word gives you hope in the, in the, in the process of preparation. That when you have a prophetic word and uh, you are coming from an environment that uh, is completely foreign to what you are going to become. So the whole process of preparing you and tr- changing your worldview, changing your character, building your capacity and making you more fruitful will be take so long and may be so difficult that you may give up. So the prophetic word gives you hope in terms of preparation for purpose. The third reason which I can give why God uses prophecy is that prophecy to third parties like parents, for example, or another prophet or people in authority over you or around you or people are witnesses is that it serves as uh, God's confirmation, divine confirmation, independent confirmation from God about uh, his approval of you, calling you for that assignment. So yeah, so that explains the, the, the first way in which God reveals purpose in seed form. The next way in which God reveals purpose in seed form according to the scriptures uh, is by an innate desire that is deposited in you. Yeah? An innate desire to solve a specific kind of problem or meet a type of need. So maybe you feel within you that you are driven to certain kind of a, a need that you feel that you should meet. Maybe you, are, you feel like you need to help women to uh, be liberated economically. Or you feel like you need to uh, enhance the quality of manhood among men. Or you feel like you need to strengthen families. Or you feel like you need to strengthen leadership within the context of government. See, so all these are diverse ways, uh, you know, in which you feel, you feel you have a need, or you feel like you need to clarify uh, principles of truth, like the like uh, it's the core of my purpose. See, so whatever it is that is a need that you feel you need to meet, uh, or it's a specific problem that you need to solve, if you have a need, an innate desire that is not leaving you an idea that keeps remaining with you about you solving uh, a problem, a specific kind of problem, and uh, meeting a specific kind of need, then that's one of the ways that God uses uh, 
because God is the one who has put that design in you. So he uses, uh, uh, he uses to reveal purpose to you in seed form. An example of that is Moses. Moses, before he got the prophetic revelation, uh, uh, in Exodus chapter 2, from verse 11 to 14, you find he was a prince in Egypt. And he, 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 dis, he, he, he dis, desired to deliver the Israelites. And he used his own strength. He did not use God's way. So he used his own strength. Now he had not yet been prepared. So you can even discover your purpose, your purpose in seed form in this way, but God has not yet prepared you to fulfill it using his resources, his mindset, you know, and uh, his path, you know. So so therefore, uh, Moses, in this case, was had an innate desire to, to stand up for the Jews, to deliver them, and he ended up killing an Egyptian because of that. So... He was a deliverer. There was a seed of him being a deliverer. But it was just in seed form. So he never he never really had the full revelation until later on God came and revealed to him prophetically his assignment and told him, now is the time to go. Uh, then Nehemiah, we find that Nehemiah was serving as a cup bearer. If you read Nehemiah chapter 1 from verse 1 to 4, and there is information that was brought to him about how Jerusalem was in ruins, and the wall of Jerusalem, the wall of Jerusalem has been in ruins, and he wept, and he fasted. He was sad about it, and he went to the king, and and, uh, expressed his desire to go and and, and, uh, execute that vision of uh, restoring uh, the previous state of Jerusalem to be better, you know, to to by rebuilding the wall. And if you go to Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, he speaks about he had not yet shared with the, the people what God has put in his heart. So he was aware that this was not just a, a, a desire to serve a prayer. It was a burden that God had put in his heart. So when you have an innate desire to solve something that is consistent with the, the broader agenda of God's master plan of the kingdom, as we've said in episode 1 uh, of this uh, podcast, uh, the thing is that you know that most likely that is a pointer to your purpose. It's one of the indicators to your purpose because your purpose is you discover it through a number, a combination of factors. This is the second one. So you find Moses had this plus the prophetic revelation. Uh, Nehemiah had a burden and he also prayed and fasted about it. Huh? And he went and ahead and executed it. So sometimes this kind of uh, innate desire to solve a problem or this type of need, it could be a problem that you have gone through during your formation or for purpose. Remember we spoke about the second stage, uh, about the stage of purpose of formation after the after predestination and for knowledge, the second stage was formation. So it could be a stage when you are in a, you grew up in a state where you lacked finances or maybe you saw your mother suffer and you saw women suffering and so you begin to, you began to desire to liberate women from that later on in life. And it's something that doesn't leave you. For some people, maybe they just want to be away from that environment. But for you, maybe it's because you desire to go back and solve that. So it may be God speaking to you by that desire. The third way in which God reveals your purpose in seed form is uh, by a propensity to use your gifts in a specific kind of environment coupled with the ability to do it with ease. So a specific kind of environment coupled with is to to do it and an example of this is uh, none other than jesus christ himself when he was apart from the prophecy spoken about jesus when jesus now was in, was a teenager and they had gone to jerusalem what happened was that uh, when he was at the temple 
when he was at the te- when he was at the temple he was uh, left behind by his parents uh, and he was uh, uh, if you if if you read from verse uh, uh, that is Luke chapter 2 from verse 46 it says uh, in fact let me read from verse 45 they had gone for three days and realized he was not part of them because maybe there probably were many but now they came but they say when they did not find him they went back to Jerusalem to look for him after three days they found him in the temple courts sitting among the teachers listening to them and asking them questions everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers when his parents saw him they were astonished his mother said to him son why have you treated us like this your father and I have been searching uh, anxiously, have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? You see, so Jesus already had a sense of understanding about what he was supposed to do. But now, not only so, by revelation, prophetic revelation, but also. He now began to, he, 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 it's the point here I've made in point three. The third, third way is that propensity to use your gifts in a specific kind of environment coupled with the ability to do it with ease where others struggle. And the thing is that this kind of environment is usually exposure to role models or people doing what is similar to what your assignment uh, will become. It may not be exactly the same, but it's similar. It has some similarities. So he was in the temple discussing with the teachers of the law. And uh, they were amazed at what he could understand and he was a teenager. But And that's one of the things that you need to learn from here, that he was not yet ready from his purpose, for his purpose because it took 18 more years. You, didn't hear, uh, you don't hear about him there. So the fact that you have discovered your purpose in seed form does not mean you need to start executing it in that sense, huh? unless you have been prepared. That's it. We are going to talk about those stages uh, in the series later, uh, in, in, in uh, subsequent episodes. So you find Jesus in seed form, already was driven to that environment of uh, speaking of, uh, about matters to do with the word, matters to do with the law of God, with the teachers of the law. He was driven to understanding those things in a deeper sense. Yeah. So one of the indicators of, uh, of uh, an area that you are called to purpose is rapid, continuous learning in that area. So if you are an area where you you, you, you are able to, to gain knowledge in that area with a with a, an, if you have an insatiable anger in that area and you have a deep desire to learn more and that includes also uh, connecting with people who are doing something that is connected to that uh, that is similar to that then and this is what Jesus was doing he was asking questions to these people the thing is the point I need to make about this is that uh, uh, limited exposure contrib- uh, contributes towards uh, limited perspectives on purpose or delay in discovery of purpose uh, you find you find Jesus at least had this exposure and you find the other people had exposure so we come to the fourth point in which the fourth way in which God reveals your purpose in seed form uh, presents to your purpose in seed form is that according to the scriptures is, uh, is, is what I call divine strategic positioning under a visionary with authentic authority who uh, helps you unlock your hidden potential and true identity as you serve their vision. So they can just be a role model or most of the time they're normally a mentor or an employer 
uh, or a minister in the kingdom, if it's within the, the context of a church ministry, or a, like it's a pastor, prophet, teacher, evangelist, pastor, you know, or a strategic leader in a certain environment. So it's your exposure to that person because there are some things you need to learn that uh, or that you don't know that uh, because your environment limits you and maybe you have not gotten a prophetic revelation about what you'll become. And even the ideas you have are idealistic. You see? So God exposes you to by depositioning you under an authentic visionary, an authentic authority in the kingdom. You see? Uh, and this is not limited to church. This can be in an, somebody in the business world, somebody in the in the government, or any other environment uh, that you are in. And examples of this are Joshua. You see, Joshua served under Moses before he was appointed king. And you can see that in Exodus chapter 33, verse 7 to 11, he was in the tent serving. Uh, he was in behind the scenes. So the fact that you are behind the scenes does not mean that you are not worthy. You are serving another person's vision. Uh, the apostles... Uh, they served under Jesus for three years. Yeah, he say, the Bible speak about that. He called them to that they may be with him, and that he may send them out to preach. So he took uh, he took these people, he selected the twelve so that they can he can raise them to become apostles. So it's in serving Jesus' vision that they had discovery about them. And even the way Jesus started with them, he met them as fishers, fishermen, and then he told them uh, after after performing the miracle. Or of uh, the, the fish that was so much that could break the net after they had, the, the, the fishermen that could not, had not had gotten anything from their catch, then now he told them, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. So they said, and then there's also uh, Timothy. Timothy, uh, well, Paul met him when he was young and then Paul mentored him. Uh, uh, Paul was like his spiritual father because, and, and actually Paul speaks about Timothy in First Timothy chapter 1 verse 2. And he, uh, as uh, Timothy, my, my son Timothy, you know, and even Paul is the one who, uh, by impartation of Paul and other elders, uh, he, he, uh, Timothy received spiritual gifts, some spiritual gift that Paul was telling him to fan into flame the gift. So you can read that in First uh, in First Timothy chapter one verse eight and Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. So you see, Paul, yeah, and then also Paul also. Uh, uh, there's also Titus, you know. So, so they Paul, Paul also uh, spiritually fathered Titus, you know. And uh, in Titus chapter one verse four to five, he tells him the reason why he left him in Crete, you know. So, and he speaks about t- Titus as it, uh, as in verse about Titus being his son. See? And then uh, Samuel, Samuel, when he was a child, after Anna had had him, uh, had given birth to him and weaned him, he uh, she took him to the temple with Elkanah, her husband, uh, so that she could be uh, serve the Lord all the days of his life. And I, but before then, uh, Samuel used to learn the priestly duty and how to operate as a man of God under Eli the priest. So the exposure that you get under a divine, uh, by, by divine uh, strategic positioning, under a visionary that God has connected you with, is one of the ways in which you can discover your gifts and you can discover your purpose and you know more about the assignment. See, so that's the other way. There could be other ways, uh, and, there, and when we do this at Kingdom Diplomats Ripples, uh, in the mentorship program we run, we go, there are many details that we give and there are tools that we are prepared. Uh, that we share with the mentees and then we have a group sense in which we we go through each person's uh, uh, responses uh, and uh, 
give them our feedback and uh, we help them to understand what uh, possibly could be their purpose. Not just by the things I've said, but the other dimension. Looking at your gift mix, looking at your talents, looking at other uh, the process that you have gone through in terms of your formation and all those dimensions are contributing towards where you are going, your destiny. So these are some of them. The, the four of them are how purpose is revealed in seed form. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, in conclusion, I would like to, to mention this, uh, uh, reflections that you should have. Uh, ask yourself this, that have you limited the description of your purpose by confining it to the prescriptions, boxes, and pigeonholes set by the educational, professional, and governmental or religious systems? Have you, have you uh, allowed yourself to fit into those boxes? And so you have defined your purpose in terms of a profession or a career. Secondly, do you identify with any of the indicators of the unveiling of purpose discussed in today's episode? I've given you four about how purpose is revealed in seed form. So reflect on this. And uh, next time we're going to speak a little bit more on the, the series on the path of purpose. In the meantime, if this podcast has blessed you, share it uh, it with a friend. Uh, if you have not subscribed, you can subscribe so that you get you don't miss any other episodes. And uh, also consider giving us feedback through whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on, or send us an email as provided in the show notes or on any other social media platform that you have uh, listed as our contacts. Otherwise, may God bless you and give you a deeper understanding of the concept of purpose as we continue in this journey of the path of purpose. God bless you.